Hockey Podcast. It's me, the Commission Perry, along with Furtabil, and for the entire show, hopefully, barring any, you know, <laughs> catastrophic event, Joe Yerdin, the <laughs> owner of the month of the Quebec no. Nordiques. Yes. I almost blew his name, but Joe, uh, proud, uh, proud, proud, proud Laker graduate and, uh, one of the one of the best hockey writers I know, Joe. Thanks for coming on the podcast with us. I was gonna say I'm gonna get an angry text from uh, Happy Jay tomorrow when he when he <laughs> when he listens to this, or if he's watching now, he's gonna text me and say, "Listen, bud, you're the not the Montreal guy. I I'm the Montreal guy. You can go to hell." Well, one of my fart, one of the, one of the funniest things about the two your two buddies in the league, <laughs> Detroit and Montreal, who I don't think either of them probably. One of their two hatest teams, the most teams yeah. they hate the most in the league. Yeah, right? no, neither one wanted to be Detroit or Montreal. <laughs> Ju- uh, Justin was actually very upset he wasn't able to get Hartford because um, oh, he yeah. was actually he was actually like in the Hartford Whalers fan club uh, back oh, in the wow. day and would like travel to games. So yeah, at least I think it was the fan club. But um, but yeah, he would go he would go travel to go see the Whalers. And he didn't get to be the Whalers when he signed up. Because I told him, I was like, hey, lots of teams get to pick your own name or whatever. And he's like, oh, cool, I'm the Whalers. I was like, bad news. Oh, about that. Bad news, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, well, uh, Joe and Bill, welcome to, what is this, our, our third podcast? Fourth podcast already. Fourth. Um, yeah, we're halfway, a little over halfway through the season. We just had the trade deadline. That's going to be a big uh, part of this week's show. We're without the Greedy Gazette because Patrick uh, was too tired in Sweden to write that down for us. So we will give you some top players and top goalies and things like that of, of the week, as long as talk about some big winners this week, including myself, Bill, finally yes. taking yes. advantage of scoring points and not giving up a lot. And, and, and Joe, our, our guest today, well-timed, big week for him <laughs> to go atop his division. Uh, Bill, what can you say about this week's play and uh, right before the tread deadline, just on the ice first? Well, matchup-wise on the ice in terms of in terms of the teams, you're saying, not the players, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah. teams first, right, right. So there were several teams that went 3-0 and and a couple, like, started to, like, try to, like, move themselves some distance in their division. But as with Joe here, um, Quebec and Montreal now tied atop the Nicorette Patch Adams division. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Alexen, who was a previous guest of the show, uh, the Buffalo Sabres 0-3 this week, despite uh, scoring, what was it, 129 and three-quarter points. Ryan faced Philly, who had 145, Joe, Quebec, 185 and a quarter, and Montreal had 138 and a quarter. So he's now two and a half back of those guys, and it's going to be a very fun Patch Adams division uh, churning to the finish, Joe. Yeah, Joe, yeah. What, what was clicking for you guys this week, uh, aside from the, the moves you made to try and even get better? Well, I – as as always, all credit goes to Mark Stone. <laughs> Mark Stone. Mark Stone is the king of my team, and um, I, I will appreciate those that 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 tried to reach out to me this week to say like, any chance I could get him? And I was like, no, no chance whatsoever. <laughs> How about JT Miller? Is he Vancouver kind of stinks? I was like, no, he's the only guy doing anything. No, that's. Um, but yeah, but like it's. It, I mean, those two guys, and honestly, Marcus Foligno's been a beast for me oh my God. all season like you have to tell me that i <laughs> i know you i i knew you would understand this but but it's crazy <laughs> how good he's been uh for me like all year and my honestly my sneaky like best value player like going back to last year is matt roy from the kings um oh yeah I mean, as far as defensemen go like you know i mean not everybody can be victor hedman uh-huh um but <laughs> but uh but matt shadowing roy, but like matt roy i mean my team was dog shit last year like let's yeah. not let's not get a twist my team was god awful and yep. matt roy was my best defenseman um last year because justin falk decided to fall down a well and that was I mean, that was <laughs> terrible and um 
There's a lot of money attached to him too. Yeah, that was yeah, that sucked. That sucked royally. So that's that's why that's how he wound up on the waiver wire. Of course, he bounced back this year. So congrats to whoever picked him up. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I love the way I love the way Roy plays. It's crazy that you can play this league and end up like watching players closer and then being like, hey, this guy's actually really good, as opposed to just looking at points and saying like, all right, this is fine. But but man, I I mean, Stone is incredible. JT Miller's been awesome like all year long. And yeah, it's, it's pretty nice to have that happen. And you know what? I got Cam Talbot back in goal. Um, didn't have a great week. Goaltending kind of steered the ship for me early with Markstrom being incredible. Um, but goaltending's kind of disappeared for me the last couple of weeks. So uh, maybe that'll, maybe that ship will get righted, but uh, Calgary could certainly get their head out of their ass to help that out. If, if Markstrom's getting it back in the lineup. Right. And having Talbot helps. I mean, they're both relatively cheap. They're not, they're not the, the eight million like a Vasilevsky type as far as salary goes. They're, yeah. they're both playing a lot. Talbot, of course, when he's healthy, he's the number one in Minnesota. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of have to you have to like what you're getting from those guys, especially from where you were last year. Some guys having some big years. So let's good segue with Stone, uh, Bill. Let's get to the top forwards of the week and uh, Stone and Max Pacioretty from Vegas. Uh, Pacioretty owned by St. Louis, twenty nine and two thirds uh, or three fourths quarters points there. Chris Kreider again. Still in the top three somehow, even former after he cap- was top former capital. Yeah, go ahead. Former capital Chris Kreider, of course, Bill, um, doing a great job on the forward side of things. Um, defensively, the top three defensemen of the week. You have Victor Hedman, recently uh, Quebec Nordique, uh, Aaron Ekblad from Florida because Florida is still raging. He's on the uh, the Fly Guys uh, Flyers, 19.25 points, and then Ducky Hamilton uh, playing for the hated Chicago Blackhawks, eighteen <laughs> points, uh, four and a half per game. Uh, we love Dougie Hamilton, but not when he's playing for Tom and the Blackhawks. I love just hating on Tom's team in this, in this, on this podcast. His team is 20 and one overall. And then to our top goal, uh, any comments on those first two guys, either, uh, either of you? Well, I was just going to say, uh, to comment on, on the Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I had a, a 183 point week and lost by 30. I think it was. Um, that's, I mean, that's incredible. Like it's no, it's, it's nice. If you're going to lose, at least lose to the guy that's going to beat literally everybody else in the league. Yeah. It's actually not nice. I actually hate it. And uh, yeah. Screw the Blackhawks, man. Down with them. I hope they, yeah, well, I hope at least they they're burn out. Uh, well, you know, at 20 and one, it's really kind of, uh Kupal cup or bust because if if they fall short it's going to be a lost a, a lost season right if if tom doesn't make it all the way i'm feeling uh, I'm, I'm feeling 19 18 and 1 patriots honestly um wow okay them, if that happens i would i think we would all we all might throw a party just in just if the, in case that does happen but um but yeah it's 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 crazy that he's just an absolute steamroller i don't i don't know i, I thought i unlock magic by just picking up a bunch of goons yeah, and guys that like to hit people. Um, but whatever he's done is like, I don't know, that plus a thousand. So right, well, he's, he's I mean, been... good on him, but also screw him. Here's here's your <laughs> here's your here's your nerd breakdown for Chicago. So let's get it, Bill. This week by day, twenty five points, twenty four and a half points, forty two and a quarter points, thirty three and three quarter points, six point seven five on Friday, then forty six and a half on Saturday. 38 and a half on Sunday, 20 goals, 35 assists, plus 20, 18 power play points. That's, that's, that's how you get 200 some points. That's gross. Yeah. That's crazy. Disgusting. Yeah. So just 
just an unbelievable. Um, but at the same time, he did all that, and Perry had the same record as Chicago this week too. So, well, hey. I didn't play the competition he played. Yeah, you're right. No, I, you I needed it. All. Right. I the North Stars. Are... <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> I was going to say I, I could have played everybody else in the league and gone three and zero, but uh, them's the breaks. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the in the reverse of that, uh, gritty gazetteless Islanders this week um, uh, faced 151 and a quarter Perry Minnesota, 144 Winnipeg, and 165 Anaheim. So he Ooh. went on three. He <laughs> scored. He, he scored a fair bit himself. I don't. I don't know why I didn't write his that's, numbers down, but that's yeah. So he went on three. That's my kind of week right there. Yeah, that's a Perry week. Is playing. Given all the points, I'm, my yeah. my fantasy defense is not good. <laughs> we gonna close out our top goalies. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. As I say, you got to tighten that up, man. Like I know. Well, it's kind of funny because my goaltending is trash, so it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand there. Anyway, Thatcher Demko, top goalie of the week. A little bit of a surprise wow. there over in Vancouver. Uh, 35 points. He averaged 11.67 per game. Made 95 saves on 98 shots in the NHL. You hear about people doing that in college oh. hockey, right? But not in the NHL. I think is there a shutout in there? <laughs> uh, Sorry. One shutout. Yeah, one shutout. Say, yeah. I, just say, I think Vancouver's been kind of bad this year. That's, uh, I think that's, uh, that, that might be part of the problem, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, 100 shots in, what, three games? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice, nice job, guys. Good work. <laughs> it could be part of the problem. You're right. Mark andre Fleury <laughs> continues his uh, torrid uh, run here in this season. He's the second goalie of the week, 28.25. And then Vasilevsky, the steady. Uh, he's only 26 years old. People sometimes forget about that, but he's making $12 million. Worth every penny, if you ask Sherry, 27 and a half. He's the top goalie overall still. Um, Vashlevsky just – you got to wait for a goalie like that to have a bad year, and he really hasn't had one. Is that is that fair to say? He's a rock for that team. Goodness gracious. And, and, and I, I wonder, too, like, they're good goalies, but, like, how much does he help and potentially flurry as well when a guy gets in a good situation – Vegas, like as Joe can attest to, they're scoring points like crazy. Tampa Bay scores points like crazy because there's been several weeks where like Brayton Point uh, and, you know, T- Palat and, and all the guys down there, like among the point leaders down there. So when, you're, when your team is scoring a lot of points, that has to help the goalies at least a little bit too. Like it's not all of it, but it's got to be some of it. Well, yeah, I think of, I think of the game yesterday where Chicago jumped out 3 nothing on Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay was just kind of like, yeah, forget that. They're not beating us. And they rattled off six in a row to beat them six to three. And it's just like, that's, uh, sure. I mean, you know, people, people talk up Chicago, like they're, like they're going to be, um, you know, surprise playoff team. But, but I mean, you, you put them against Florida and Tampa Bay in that division. And it's just kind of like the, the class kind of separates itself there because I, I mean, I mean, Florida's a shock the way they're playing, but Tampa, I mean, you know what you're getting with the lightning. Like there's no surprise when they do stuff yeah. like that, but still you see it happen. And you're like, Oh, right. They're really good. Okay. <laughs> kind of like a, yeah. Wake up call a little bit there. As uh, we look to uh, bell, let's get to, it was, it was a trade deadline yesterday and uh, you and I kind of scuffled through a midnight, both falling asleep, trying to push that trade through. I ended up screwing it up. So I had to do it this morning, but I'm the commissioner. So, uh, we can make that happen. Uh, Bill, let's, let's run down the trades. We can start from, you want to start from the, start with that one. Cause why not? To... Yeah. I don't know that I have these in order, but I do have all the doesn't trades. Matter. Yeah. So yeah, well, you and I were among teams that made three trades this week, yep. but I made two and they were kind of the same deal. Cause I don't know, a couple <laughs> days ago, Winnipeg was shopping James Reimer to cut him 
And so I was like, okay, I'll take a third round pick to cut James Reimer because my team's terrible. So I got a yep. third round pick for Reimer. I gave him a fifth. And then last night, as I'm falling asleep, Perry's like, I could use a goalie. So I got a third round pick from you and Nick Dowd for Reimer, who I got in the tr- trade with Winnipeg. So I'm very happy with that exchange. But you got a goalie because your goalies are what? Malcolm Subban and who else? Uh, I have. You, you don't even remember. So now it's James Reimer. He's your goalie. <laughs> it's James so Reimer's my goalie now. Jonathan Quick. I'm sorry. It's John, John Quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to forget about him, but he's still but, there. But that's the power of like, all I think I said was like, Hey, I still have four goalies and there's an hour left in the deadline. And you're like, okay. And then we had a trade. Once I so, realized I was going three and oh, I said, let's, yeah. let's push for it. If I was going to, if I lost to get another game, I probably would have been out, but I was like, eh, let's, let's push for it. Cause I can make the playoffs and make a run here. Who knows? Well, and now I'm the one that on the podcast each week, I can say, well, Nick Dow did this for me instead of it being <laughs> you who you benched him. So like, I'm like, well, I've at least got to start him. So yeah. he's gonna be, he's gonna be starting the rest of the way on the three and eighteen Washington Capitals. Uh, well, good good for good on you, Bill. Good on your player, Nick Dowd, uh, and former St. Cloud State Husky. Um, but you also had another fascinating trade this week, Perry. You and Islanders. It was it was it was an interesting deal. Tyler Myers and I think a first rounder in the minors to Islanders, and you got Noah Hannafin and a seventeenth in the pro draft. I think I got a second. So you traded a second, but did oh. you? I know, I know. I picked up a second. You're, you're looking at the trade, right? I wrote it down earlier, but maybe I transcribed oh, oh. it poorly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got, I got a second and um, Hannafin and Hannafin for Myers. My, for Myers, right? That was it. So you didn't get rid of a pick? No, I gave up. Uh, I'll bring it up too. But let's okay. let's. Yes, I, I was involved with three trades. The other one was with Joe. So we yes. can get to that one. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I mean, let's get to that one. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll fact check your previ- the previous one. So you guys, in your trade, Nino Niederreiter going to Joe, mm-hmm. and then Josh Manson mm-hmm. in a fifth-round minors back to yes, Perry? That is, okay. that is yes, accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, accurate. Yes. Nino. So talking, Joe, give, me, give get the load on your side of that trade, because I needed – I was tired of playing Marcus uh, Pedersen – Giving giving me minus, <laughs> negative or giving me minus, uh, under a point per game, so I, he's kind of on the end of his rope there. But I, Mason, I liked his previous years. He's been banged up almost all of yeah. this year, right? So yeah, he, yeah, he just got back into the the Ducks lineup. I was um, not disillusioned with Manson. Manson was always a really good defender for me. Um, last year was a little disappointed with him, but I mean, everybody on my team was disappointing, so I'm not gonna not gonna cast the stink eye at him about that. But um, but that that trade came about because uh, because honestly because of the the trade I made uh, with Winnipeg um, the, uh, the the blockbuster that seemed to get everybody's attention. It was a fun uh, right. trade. Fun yeah, trade. Yeah, yep. that was. I'll tell you this. Winnipeg proposed that trade to me initially, um, and I'll I'll kind of get into the, the make you know tell you how the sausage was made with that. His proposal was uh, asking me for Braden Point and Turcotte. Uh, and giving me Hedman, and he wanted to trade away uh, Suzuki, the Carolina prospect, not the Montreal forward. Um, so I, I saw that, and I was like, I'm not big on Suzuki. Uh, I, I, you know, it's fine, like, being in the Carolina system, that's a good place to be. Um, and this is going to make me, make me sound like I'm kind of making shit up here as I go. But but I was, I was like, well, how would – I asked him, how dedicated to, to trading Suzuki are you, and are there any prospects that are off, off the table? And he said that Connor McMichael was the one that he didn't want to, that he was not going to trade. And he said, anybody else, we can, we can make it work. I said, okay, all right. 
So I peeked through there and I saw Philip Tomasino, uh, the Nash, he's a Nashville prospect, and I've, I've seen him play. <laughs> I've watched him play over uh, playing for, I think it was for Niagara in junior hockey. Um, impressive player. Like, and a guy that plays with a ton of speed, a lot of skill. He's going to play in Nashville, so like maybe he won't have to play under John Hines. Maybe that, maybe, maybe he'll play for somebody else when he eventually gets up there, probably <laughs> next season. So, um, so I said, "How about Tomasino?" And he said, "Yeah, works, done deal." And I was like, "Okay," because uh, giving up Turcotte, I mean, he was he was my number one pick uh, a year ago. Yep. He was my he was my first round pick a year ago. So to give him up and to make a change there was that was tough. Like it had to. I had to come out swinging for a prospect if I'm going to give him up. And I, I think Tomasino and, you know, listen, I know getting Hedman is probably the top scoring defenseman this year. If, if yep. he isn't, he's close to it. He is number um, one. And uh, he immediately becomes my top scorer by like two points, which is crazy, <laughs> <laughs> which it's might so sound good. like my, so good. yeah, but it may, I mean, it might make my team sound like it, it's totally garbage, but, uh, but it's a 92 point defenseman. So, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 30 points better than what Braden points done this year, which is, is like shocking. Um, I, the only, the only thing I'm going to be curious to see how this affects my team moving ahead is how it balances out with goals and assists and points, as opposed to like hits and hits of yeah. my other nonsense that I usually dominate <laughs> because <laughs> my team just loves to throw the body. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, but by doing that, I was then down a forward and looking for a center or a winger centers are much harder to find. Um, and so like, I, I saw Perry's list of, of players that were, that were shoppable. And I saw, I saw Nino and I said, I was like, okay, if there's a defenseman on my roster, what do you think? And, um, he, you know, I, first I kicked around with Kulak and I was like, you know, maybe for a lesser deal. And, uh, he goes, he goes, well, how about Manson? And he's like Manson for Nino. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that'll work because I just needed somebody to replace, what point does on four because Johan Larson's not going to do it. Um, and Tyler Mott certainly won't do it when he gets back into the lineup. Like Mott's just another guy to, to throw the body around. So, right. uh, so I need a guy who can play some offense for me and Nino's the guy and I love Nino. So it makes it easier to root for root for guys that you like and um, giving up, um, uh, giving up Manson. Like I said, I love Manson. I love his game, but, uh, but with Jonas Brodeen and now Hedman on there, yeah. I can kind of take the foot off the pedal a little bit with some of the other guys and, and take a chance. So this is worth taking a chance. I love that. No, those are two useful deals for you. Hopefully they help you in the playoffs and, uh, uh, when really win the division, cause that's going to be big because the, the four division winners, um, get that buy mm-hmm. that all important buy through the first round. Cause weird stuff happens obviously in fantasy hockey all the time. Right. The, the fewer variables you can throw in there, the fewer chances you have to lose the better. So any chance you can get to get, get on top of your own division, it's only possible in three of the four right now, right? Because Chicago's running away with yeah. theirs. Unfortunately for uh, for just or for um, who's Detroit's owner? Uh, uh, also, uh, Justin. They're both or, Justin. Uh, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Josh. Sorry, I knew it was Josh. I was like, yeah. He's he's gonna kill me for that one. So that's yeah, cool. well, that's too bad. He has to listen at least twenty <laughs> minutes into the podcast. So he's got, we got, we, we've got we've that going. We got that going that's, for us. It's okay. Justin will tell him, so I will, I will never <laughs> not hear the end of it. Uh, Bill. I found I, I fact check your trade. I, you might have been right actually when you said about the it was a second round pro pick that I right. traded. So I yeah I'm, I'm a bad listener. So you were right. It's a, it was a 17th round pick that I received along yeah, with yeah. And, uh, and I thought for sure that Hannafin. you had sent, 
thought you were sending a trade or a pick to the Islanders, but I was 23rd. very busy today. It was so, just, okay. it was just, I just flipped my very last oh, yeah, uh, okay. pro pick. So it was basically like no pick, right? I just, yeah, traded yeah. Down, I traded up six rounds in the pro draft, which if you're billing to win that year is, is important that that's, I always like to look for kind of deals like that, right. Where you're trading for uh, a pro round pick. That's usually if people keep 15, that's a second. I, that's why I call it a second round mm-hmm. pro pick. Right. Cause most people keep 15. You could obviously keep zero players, but. Well, there's uh, myself and a couple owners that may not keep many. So yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You'll be on the, you'll be able to pick from the basically expand, basically have another expansion yes. draft of yeah. sorts uh, from, from that list. But yeah, what were you say, Bill about the, about that trade? Well, no, I was going to say, even just putting a bow in the Hedman trade, that's what's kind of fascinating is that this is the third team he's been on in about, a, what, a, a month and a half because right. he was traded to Winnipeg, you know, a mm-hmm. while back, and then now he's on Joe's team. So that's – to have a player that good, like somehow mm-hmm. be on three teams in a month and a half is kind of bizarre, but at the same time, like, you know, it's cool for each team that's had him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm pretty fascinating he's, how that works. he's weirdly affordable for a guy that's that good though like eight million like dropping eight million salary on him like that's dropping the yeah, bucket well, considering i mean <laughs> i mean i i mean I'm, I'm a guy who's hovering around the floor as it is anyways so i mean <laughs> take, taking a, taking I, him I, on wasn't bill did give guy. me a heart attack today saying like oh i saw quebec was blowing i was like what what do you mean hey, sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i was like i didn't see any warning on my roster oh my god what did i do and because i was like wait i took out a bunch of salary with these deals i don't understand what i did wrong here no you're no but uh but yeah sorry, like, my fault that's that it's fine but like honestly if you're gonna drop eight million on a guy like yeah that's I don't know. Not, a guy like that guy that's doing what Hedman's doing this year. That's um, that's easy money. Like you, you figure out a way to to spend that, even if you're near the cap. You just like whatever. Just make a stupid EA trade and just be like, let me just get enough salary <laughs> off the books here to make this work. We throw enough players at you. Right. Exactly. Uh, and as someone who's paying Eric Carlson twelve million this year, I know that uh, eight million is much more affordable. <laughs> Uh, he's, he, he, he finally woke up and actually had a, a decent week. But anyway, uh, Bill, let's get to the rest of the deals. We can kind of cruise through some of the, the not as uh, you sure. know, funky ones, but there are some, there's other big ones still out there. You mean Joe Thornton in a 19th for a 16th? That's not a big deal. <laughs> we can, we can mention, we can yeah. mention it, but that's a fun one. That's yeah. a fun one for a Joe Thornton fan, right? Yes. He's now on the Islanders. He's, that was a swap with Boston. Uh, there was a, another Winnipeg. Winnipeg was in three deals, I think this week. Yeah, so yep. uh, Mantha to Winnipeg and Mike Hoffman to Anaheim. That was a straight up trade. Mantha okay. to Hoffman. Okay. Um, I'll get to mine. I get my other one in a minute, I guess. Chicago, of course, was involved in trades. Yep, has to be. Um, uh, the what the the controversial one was the right. what, four or five objection vote trade, uh, Tevs and some guy I've never heard of in my life, Semyon to something, He's, went to Boston yeah. and Pinto in a second in the minors went to uh, Chicago. Yeah, Semyon's. Uh, I would say Semyon's called by Leafs fans as the little prince because uh, he's a tiny, tiny scoring forward, but. Um, the petite yeah, prince, yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know exactly how he's going to get into the Leafs forward group. Because good luck to you, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, but like Toronto's one of those places where if a prospect is really good, all you're going to hear about them is that prospect, 
and just be like, oh, one of these days, one of these days. It's like in baseball when whenever like the Yankees or the Red Sox yeah. get like a get a prospect, it's like, oh my god, this guy he's so good. And it's like, all right, let's, let's see what happens if he gets there. But um, but yeah, he doesn't seem to compare to Shane Pinto, who won a bunch of awards this week uh, with the uh, NCHC. Uh, the season end awards and uh, seems to be a big favorite with the Ottawa group who just seems to only draft North Dakota guys. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I was going to say that too. They, they love their uh, well, f- former, well, they're fighting, well, they're fighting, they're fighting Hawks now. Is that what they are? The, the fighting Hawks. Although most okay. of the fans still call them the fighting Sioux. So yes. Okay. I, I, w- I was trying to be politically correct with, with the new name. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations! I yes, you, I, you did I couldn't even. I couldn't even think of it. Uh, <laughs> just, just there's only just a couple left. Uh, yeah, Chicago, go ahead, Bill. Eric Gustafson went to Chicago in exchange for Nick Jensen and a second rounder in the minors. I am happy to report as a Capitals fan, Nick Jensen had a nice goal last night. His first in about 25 games. Um, I saw it. I was watching the game. Um, and Chicago and Detroit. Uh, Kuznetsov, Pavel Zaka, and a third in the minors went to Detroit for Johnny Goudreau. Uh, just another name going to Chicago. So <laughs> um, I don't know. That's I like that deal for Detroit. I mean, yeah. Josh said that he wanted to to get some. You know, um, what was his phrase? I'm forgetting his the phrase that he what, used. Like in, depth in, in making uh, in making deals, he was just flexibility. Uh, yeah, like future flexibility. Like I don't know. It was some some sort of catchphrase, which is weird to say for a guy <laughs> whose team is in like the top you know, the top six of the league to be like, well, I need to shake things up a little bit. Like, hey, what do you do, man? <laughs> <laughs> but like Zaka's having a really nice year and because that's off, like he can blow up at any point. So he's right. yeah, as a captain, he's so hot, cold. Like that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. He, he'll go nuts or like, you'll be wondering like, oh crap, like what should I do with Kuznetsov? So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, Calgary's in like an unbelievable funk, but like Goudreau's still having a really nice season. Like three three points a game, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 hard to ignore in that kind of a deal. But yeah, kind of a pain that he's going to Chicago, obviously. But um, but it's still I, I that that's that's the kind of fantasy trade I love seeing happen, just because it's like okay, that's juicy names going back and forth. Oh yeah, and it's not even like a that's not even like a you know, one where you want to object to it just out of principle or just to be like, no, whatever. They can't do that. But oh, that's great. That's, that's a great deal. I love that. Yeah. It's fun. Those are the fun ones. Uh, Bill, is that our last trade? That, sorry no, about or no? Well, the very last one was Detroit who went three and zero last week and perhaps some of the motivation don't know, but um, we made a trade uh, near the end of the night last night where I sent him Darnell nurse Oh yeah, um, that's not and, a, that's not a small one. <laughs> well, yeah, and I got back uh, Jordan Cairo, Luke Elvenis, uh, Nick Abrizzi, Harvard guy, yeah, and uh, first rounder in the minors, so four for one. That's juicy, hey. man. How does okay? You got to tell us how that comes about. Sure. So um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I I was probably at the point mid afternoon yesterday where it was Detroit and a couple other teams uh, were involved. Uh, for nurse I didn't really want to trade like I, I I'm such a crapshoot with my team because I went sort of punt not punting but when I traded Rantman in the offseason and then traded Tom Wilson in the offseason you're getting rid of extremely valuable fantasy players in return um, and I knew though that I had literally nothing underneath about four or five really good players on my team so I was trying to stock up on young players talent picks etc 
Um, and so knowing that I'm not really going to make the playoffs this year, and I don't think I'm going to win Yoss this year with just Darnell Nurse and the $9,500 salary carry price, I was like, okay, I'll listen. Um, and then what did it for me, though, was when Detroit um, – I had gotten, I thought, decently along with the other team that wasn't Detroit – and then Detroit said, well, just keep me involved. Keep me involved here. And when he offered Cairo, that's what sort of made okay. me like, okay, I'm going to start paying attention here. Cause the offer there always had in it the first round pick. I was always, I really wanted a first regardless. And when I was trading nurse yep. um, and there was a good prospect involved. And then that, that prospect of his actually never went into the trade. Cairo uh, was involved and I wanted a couple of other depth like who, well, not depth. I think, I think Lucas, El, I don't know if you say El Venice or how you say his name. I mm-hmm. really like him out of the Vegas system. Um, he's oh, yeah. come right over and played really well. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Abrazezzi is another guy I really <laughs> That's like. Pretty good for, that's a pretty good of, try. Out of Toronto. <laughs> so those are guys that I'm really, I'm really actually pretty darn pleased with what I've been able to do to my minor leagues over the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of yeah. prospects and young players and I still, now I have two f- more first rounders and sadly I'm going to have a very high, I think first rounder this year, um, depending on how Yoss goes. So like, I'm pleased with how I've been able to rebuild the system. Now, just my major league team is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, nurse, no, I, nur- and, and I thought, and to me as a, as a, I figured nurse's value will never, I don't think it's going to get much higher than it's at now. I think he's going to be a very good defenseman. And I, th- I mean, think he's, he's just gone nuts for Edmonton this year. And this is what I was hoping that like after, you know, drafting him in the original draft of this league, right. that he was going to get to a point to where he's at now. I just probably would have liked him to be on my team doing this with other players who had done the same thing. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that, so it was kind of neat how that came together. And, and I really, really like Kairou and he is now leaps and bounds my best forward. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that's fine, because uh, you're obviously building for a year that is not this one. Yes. Uh, let's let's talk about the the playoff races, the division races that are going on, Bill. Quickly, and then we'll get to we'll close out with um, uh, up this week's matchups. We'll talk about our particular matchups as well as some ones we really like to look at uh, uh, as far as the the, play, the game of the week and such like that. Okay. Yeah. So in the Patrick division, I'm in that fine AT and T Lily Patrick division, and yes. Pitts- Pittsburgh has started to distance itself now. It was a tough week for Islanders, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. He went 0 and 3. Pittsburgh went 3 and 0. So now he has a four game lead there in the Patrick division. Pittsburgh, um, where we go, 176 points again this week, and 123 team hits. I'm gonna. I always rave about team hits on this. That's he right. He had 123 freaking hits as a team. But he also scored 176. Uh, I don't think he was really that close in any of his matchups. He, he dominated pretty well, too. So um, the Patrick division is starting to see separation there. So. Yeah, that's uh, Rusty. He's from Alaska. I tried to pry away uh, his minor league goalie from him, but he wasn't. Uh, who's who's the, the AHL kid for, for Boston from uh, Swayman? Uh, Swayman, yeah. Swayman, yeah. Uh, he said he's an Alaskan boy from Anchorage. He's not going to deal with him. So I – that's what that deal ended. I'm, I'm a Swayman fan. I think he's going to be the, the future there in Boston. Yeah, because so. he has five goalies on his team, so I, I can see why you ask at least. He has wow. three in his minors and two in his pros. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, you, know, you know what? Swayman's having a nice year with Providence, too. Like yeah, that's the, why I – Yeah. 
That's why I inquired. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping that he's not paying attention to it. Just being like, oh, well, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of Swayman? Is some guy, you know? <laughs> he knows too much. Anyway, <laughs> that's the thing about this league. I think people know a lot, and it's, it's fun when they do. Yes. You can't just yeah. kind of steal someone from someone necessarily. Uh, Islanders in second place, Bill, 13 and 8. Still in line to make the playoffs. Flyers there as well, 12 and 9. That's a solid top three, right, in the division? Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. And and Flyers, uh, he had a pretty darn good week, if I remember. Yeah, he had 145, and his only loss was Chicago last week. So, you know, that's a 2 and one week there in Philly. Those three teams are really nicely, you know, competing atop the Patrick. Let's get to the Chick-fil-A Norris division, where it is a runaway, uh, seemingly with uh, Tom in Chicago at 20 and 1, 40 points, 10 points ahead of Detroit. But Detroit's... If not for the Blackhawks, they'd be probably the talk of the obviously they'd be talking of the division at 15 second, and 6, 30 second points. best record of a non division leader behind Winnipeg. So, like, he's sixth, what overall, I think, in record, right? And that's Joe's uh, Joe's buddy there. Uh, that is uh, Josh. We figured yes. that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you bring in three J's, and we just gotta we gotta make it we gotta make it right, real. make it difficult to Toronto behind there at, at 11 and 10. This, these are the guys I'm chasing Tampa Bay 10 and 11. Uh, this is a seven team division, obviously, with the expansion with Portland joining the division. Uh, but uh, my North Stars are eight and 13. Uh, trying to get back to 500 and then seeing if the playoffs uh, come from there, but it's gonna be a bit of a climb here. And now James Reimer in goal, yes, and now James Reimer in goal. How many matchups with Chicago do you have left is the question. That is a good question. I'm only two and three in the division, which is not going to cut it. I lost to Toronto by like a quarter of a point in the first week, and I knew it was probably a bad omen. Um, yeah, exactly. I still remember that stupid game. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the Jurassic Park Smythe division where Winnipeg is in charge, but the Ducks are right behind. Winnipeg, 19 and two, 38 points. Uh, Ducks are 17 and four, 34 points. And, uh, yeah, and both I of those the, teams are three and zero last week too. Yeah, three and zero last week. Winnipeg five and one in the division. Houston also five and one in the division. They're thirteen and eight, twenty six points. So and then Vancouver twelve and nine. That's I think uh, maybe not top to bottom because Phoenix is there at the bottom at two and nineteen. But uh, that's a pretty solid grouping as well there, Bill. Well, as far as he, getting four teams in, it is. And Houston was in what I think was the matchup of the week. There were a couple really close matchups last week. Houston mm-hmm. beat Tampa, was it 175 and a quarter to 173 and a half? Um, so, like, what, a point and a half there decided that one? And those are two really good teams in that. And so that helps Jelly, like, stay in the mix there. That's a big win for him. And it hurts Tampa a bit because they're now down to 10 and 11. Yeah, if you're watching this live on YouTube right now or if you're us, I would check your lineups for 7 o'clock starts right now because we're four minutes away. Um, from Is anybody actually playing at 7? Uh, I don't have anyone. I know there's some late games tonight. I do know There's that. some late games, right? Eight o'clock. So forget about what I just said. Uh, <laughs> con- continuing on to their uh, final division we'll talk about tonight, the Nicorette Patch Adams division. The one that we talked about a little bit top of the show, Montreal and Quebec. That's Justin and Joe. Buddies from out their Buffalo area there. Mm-hmm. They are tied at 26 points, 13 and eight each. They're both only two and one in the division. That leaves a good number of uh, potentially division games left to go. Although I think it's a balanced schedule, so don't even uh, quote me on that. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you take care of your own business, and, and you'll get in the playoffs. Both those teams sure, uh, surely on their way to the playoffs, Bill. And we'll talk – Bill will go Bill first, then Joe. Bill on uh, making some deals, trying to get better. Uh, Joe tried to kind of move his way ahead of Montreal. But that's going to be fun to watch the rest of the way. 
Well, uh, I know I'm not really looking forward to this week. Personally, I face Anaheim <laughs> 17 and four, Winnipeg 19 and two, and Jelly Houston at 13 and eight. So the three and 18 caps are going to be three and 21 at the end of this week. <laughs> It's, and it's, and another another random nerd note of mine too. Chicago yeah. in that uh, in his on his weekend, just the two weekend days, he scored eighty five points, which was more than poor California and Boston for the entire week. So <laughs> God bless Golden Seals and the Bruins. <laughs> let's get to some important. Let's get to our matchups here, and then we'll get try to talk about uh, our matchup of the week before we get out of here. Um, I am playing Tampa, Ottawa, and California, needing wins. Obviously, I'm still five games under five hundred. Tampa is going to be the toughest challenge, obviously, there. Ottawa, not far behind at 9-12. and 12. Golden Seals having a tough year. They changed ownership. Uh, not entirely sure. I think that's Josh's buddy out in California, which is fun that he gets to be the California Golden Seals, but uh, not fun that they're 5-16. and 16. He took over a pretty bad uh, Monarchs, um, team. Monarchs team there, Manchester Monarchs. Uh, but So hopefully I can pick up at least two wins, hopefully three. Uh, Joe, who do you have this week? I don't have it pulled up. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got the Islanders. So that's gonna be that's gonna yeah. be rough. Great uh, matchup. That's that, I'm looking forward to that. Patrick and I always are always jousting uh, verbally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good. Um, but like, um, but no, but it's fun. It's fun to play against him because he's he's smart and he knows what he's doing and he attacks he attacks fantasy with some really with some really good ideas. So I like I like that matchup. I think it could be fun. Uh, I've also got Boston and California uh coming up this week so uh i mean at least they got to take take care of business against boston california i mean i'm gonna be honest i don't know too much about what the golden seals have been doing this year um (laughs) on the west coast my my scouting my scouting team is not doing their job taking care of that so um, they have mitch marner that's about i do remember that much well that's that could be painful that 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 could be rough in the goal department but um but yeah i i'm i'm entertained playing Patrick I need to beat Boston and I gotta just take care of business with California but um but yeah it's um I don't know it, it's all these matchups are going to be tense now because it's me and Montreal <laughs> right and well, you know and- like can't can't really hide anymore now like if you lose if you finish second then that sucks my, and that's what makes, I think, your matchup with Islanders such m- more pivotal this week because you have mm-hmm. really kind of two easy wins other than that. Montreal kind of has two easy wins because they have Boston and Hartford if you're going by record. But mm-hmm. Montreal also faces Chicago this week. So that's, yep. that's huge. Just going to yeah. say that. So matching, matching two and one records would, would be nice. But um, with, with uh, my, my fortune that I've had in this league, mm-hmm. uh, my, my shit talking on Chicago will come back to bite me and – um, Montreal will probably pull out a win, so that would be uh, that well, would be, be something. <laughs> yep, that that'd be kind of a you know, catch twenty two there, maybe if if they're able to get that win. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I like I like double edged sword. My friends right? do well, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not rooting. I'm not rooting for Justin to do that well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go, let's run down some games we think could be the ones to watch. Uh, one of those you mentioned, Bill, the Montreal Chicago, mm-hmm. but also you have Vancouver Chicago, which is big. And also Vancouver Buffalo uh, team that's also chasing um, Joe. Detroit they're, they're Toronto are two three in the Norris. They're going to face each other this week too. And yep. uh, was it Winnipeg plays Tampa? And Tampa has been that team in the Norris that like, I mean, they have so many Lightning on their team that like, if the Lightning have a good week, you have to watch out for the EHA Tampa because 
they could score 160 points on you or something like that if the real life lightning do well too. Cause, and that was, I think, fascinating in that trade, Joe, that you made with him because even though he got rid of Hedman, he got point back. So like his lightning to lightning ratio is still mm-hmm. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I did notice there was a, a hearty amount of Tampa action going on, <laughs> going on there. So I was like, I, like, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the allure. Like, can't can't lose a lightning without getting one back. So I I, I can understand. And Bill, let's make some enemies tonight uh, before we go. Who of the uh, teams on the outside looking in do you think makes the playoffs? Uh, I won't say who comes out, but the, the last four in right now are uh, Montreal, Vancouver, Philadelphia, and Toronto. Toronto's eleven and ten. The teams on the outside looking in, you got the Buffalo Sabres at 500. They're 10, 10, and 1, the one tie. Uh, we love ties here on yes. the pod. Uh, and then we have the Rangers at 10 and 11, Tampa at 10 and 11, and the Sharks and Senators at 9 and 12. So of those teams, of, of Buffalo, New York, Rangers, Tampa, Sharks, and Ottawa, which of those teams do you think has the best chance of getting in? I think you got to watch for Tampa simply for that aforementioned reason. And okay. if I remember right, like point wise, he has about 200 more points, I think, than just about all those other two or 300 more points than most yeah. of those other teams. So, but a hundred more than Buffalo, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like, I, I think you got to, that's always a, Oh my gosh, if they get in watch out type situation. And I guess too, if, if he doesn't get in and they're in Yoffs, that's a team, you know, that could very well play into a pick there. Yeah, good point. Uh, Joe, uh, any final thoughts? Thanks for coming on the pod here uh, yeah. and uh, talking some fantasy hockey with us. It's always a good time. Well, I tell you, it, it, it's been more fun for me for for me this year because my team's actually doing well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As opposed to the last two years where I was just doing just – I mean, I, I won't no. lie. Cover, covering one bad team and then having a fantasy bad team um, <laughs> didn't really help, help me want to pay attention too much. No, I feel you. Um, but uh, but th- but this is like trying to figure out. I don't know. I guess the Moneyball ways of of trying to get to have a better team this year. Was, sure, was was interesting because it seemed like the um, seemed like the thing to take advantage of were some of the other categories. Because I was always so focused on just trying to get points and assists, mm-hmm. and, and then it was like as soon as I didn't get a couple of the guys I was looking at, I was like, oh well, this sucks. I'm not gonna, not going to do too well. And I was like, wait, no, there's other ways to exploit the system. I'm going mm-hmm. to sure. find ways. No, can I can I get hitters? Can I get blockers or you know whatever that other thing yeah. may be? Right? So yeah, so like that's why like the the tail end of the pro the um the pro draft was mm-hmm. I was like wait which guys do a bunch of this stuff and it was just like oh Marcus Foligno is like one of the best available yoink take that you know let me give me Austin Watson Tyler Mott hit everybody in sight in the playoffs cool let me grab these guys and yeah um I mean that's that's a cheap way to do it that's not exactly dynasty building <laughs> to say the least um but it's um. I don't know, but it adds a little bit of spice to it because it's like those guys are normally not available in like fantasy. Like you're not normally thinking like I got to go out and get these guys. So, right. Um, but that's so, half the fun of like rounding out your roster. Like you said, yeah. it's like no, those totally. pieces I can plug in. Right. And it's, um, but yeah, but like th- this was like the first year where like trade deadline came around and instead of, you know, being assailed by by everybody saying like, you got to make a trade with me. I was like, no, 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 let let me look and see what I can do to change things up here. And then, you know, kind of, kind of floated some stuff out there. And then, and of course, I mean, everybody's willing to deal here. At least it seems that way. I know I haven't been quite that way in the past where I'm just like, no, it's a dynasty. I got to hold on to these guys forever. No, (laughs) no, just, just figure out a way to get better immediately and and go from there. It's definitely more fun that way. Yes. A hundred percent more fun. Yeah. 
And we're more fun than the real NHL, which is, I mean, don't tell them that, right, Bill? <laughs> well, that goes without saying, yes. <laughs> the Empire Hockey Association, that'll do it for this week's pod. I want to thank everyone for listening again. We'll be back next week uh, with another guest. And uh, again, Joe, thanks for coming, Bill. Great job as always. I know you're working hard over down at ship. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me, Perry. This is fun, man. Awesome. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Happy hockey playing. <laughs>